Is it really possible to evolve massively or are we just doomed to be who we always thought we would be? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to be telling you the story of my transformation, which is a bit of a mind fuck, dude. It's a big one. So let's get into it. You are listening to Gala Loves Everything with Gala Darling, where we talk about manifesting your future self and healing what keeps you small and boring. With over 17 years in the healing industry, you can count on me to keep it clear, concise, and real with a side of F-bombs. Yeah, I'm almost definitely going to say fuck. If you want to be the creative badass you've always dreamed of, I've got you. Let's go. So how much is it possible to truly evolve? I think a lot of people get into this space where they feel really stuck, they feel small, their life feels constricted, and they're really struggling with even seeing a way out of it. They really think that where they are now is where they're going to be forever. And I can say this with total authenticity because I absolutely lived in that space for a really long time. You know, almost the entirety of my teenage years, I struggled with depression and an eating disorder. And I really thought that my conditions were pervasive. And I remember lying in bed crying because I just couldn't see a way that my life was going to be any different. And I was really afraid of what my future might look like. I really was scared for how it might turn out. And I mean, the transformation from then to now is so massive. And so I wanted to tell you the story of my evolution because I think it's really easy to find somebody on Instagram or discover a podcast and see this like shiny, polished, whatever version of someone and think that they've always been that way. And I want to tell you my story so that you know for a fact that I have not always been this way. And by proxy, if I haven't always been this way, then this huge evolution, this huge transformation, this huge shift is absolutely available for you too. So I'm not going to tell you about my adolescence. I've written about it extensively in my books, but suffice to say, it was not cute. We're going to start at the very beginning of where things started to turn around for me. So let me paint you a picture. This is back in about 2004, 2005, 2006. I was living in Auckland, New Zealand in a teeny tiny studio apartment by myself, I was chain smoking Lucky Strikes every day. My apartment absolutely reeked of cigarettes. I had an eating disorder, um, aka I was vegan, which was just a really convenient way of being like, oh no, I can't eat that. <laughs> uh, and I was obsessed with Mary Kate Olsen. She was my style icon and I wore oversized clothing, flared jeans, tons of layers, lots of beads. I had piercings in my face and... I was really fucking miserable. I was so lost. I was so stuck. I really could not see a way that my life was going to change short of some kind of miracle happening. And in my teenage years, I was self-harming. I was cutting. I still have scars from that on my arms. And I had stopped cutting, which was 
good, I suppose, but I hadn't really healed what was going on underneath it. I had just switched coping mechanisms. So I'd switched from cutting to anorexia. I don't know what's worse. They're both pretty bad. I think anorexia is probably worse, to be honest with you. And I was a, I'd call myself a frustrated creative. You know, I had always been artistic and creative, and I'd always been, I guess, an out of the box thinker, and I did things differently to other people. But by the time I had left school and tried university and been like, mm, I don't like this, and all the girls I'd gone to school with were, you know, pursuing law degrees, they were going to medical school, or they were like on the track to have babies, and I didn't want any of that. I wanted to be an artist. My dream was to live in New York, to write novels, to live this bohemian lifestyle, and I just could not see how that was going to be possible. I lived in New Zealand. I didn't have any money. How was I going to live in New York? I couldn't get my head around that. And I really felt so frustrated. I worked in call centers and in retail, and I would write sad short stories about my love life, and it was pretty miserable. And my boyfriend at the time introduced me to tapping and I started using it and it really turned my life around. And the example I always give when I talk about how tapping changed my life was it's like that moment in the Wizard of Oz where Dorothy steps out of the house and everything turns from black and white to technicolor. And when I started tapping on my depression and my eating disorder and all of these things, it was like being smacked in the face with beauty. I couldn't believe how beautiful life was. I couldn't believe how much potential there was. I couldn't believe how fun and exciting and joyful it could be. It was literally like someone had taken a, a, like a piece of fabric off my eyes and all of a sudden I was seeing life for how it really could be. It was a complete 180 shift and, um, you know, I have videos from when I first started tapping on my YouTube from like 2007 and even then to now is a huge shift. But if you knew me even before I started tapping, I mean, I wish I had video of that. I was just in such a different spot and I really did feel so stuck. And so once I started tapping, I started to see that life didn't have to be like it had been. I realized that the only thing stopping me was myself. And I went to Burning Man and I saw and met all these weirdos, you know, running around naked and wearing faux fur. And I realized that they were just out there doing what they wanted to do. And if they were just out there doing what they wanted to do, then there was no reason why I couldn't do the same thing. And so I moved to Australia with that same boyfriend and I really wanted to start a magazine, but I had no money. I had like a credit card with a $3,000 limit on it, maybe. And I was living on that because I had no other income and I was like, well, I can't afford to start a magazine. So let me start a blog. It's free. And I've been writing online for a really long time. I'd been writing like journal entries and stuff like that for ages. And I was really comfortable with that format. And I thought, let me turn this into a blog. And I want to write about my experiences with getting dressed up in fashion and style, because now that I was over the other side of depression and an eating disorder, I was starting to really have fun with style and fashion. And I'd always been a kooky dresser, but it was kind of in the 
I would just wore black, you know, it was kooky, but black. And now I was like, well, what if I layer a pink dress with a blue dress and I put it over flared jeans? And then what if I wear bunny ears and a pink sweatband? Like that was what I was doing. And it was really fun for me to express myself and to write for other women about how they could express their emotions and have fun with style and with clothing. And it was a really intense thing to do starting this blog. Like it may seem like, oh, well, you were already writing online. So why was it a big deal? It was a big deal because I'd started it with the intention of it being a business and I had never worked for myself before. I had only ever been an employee. I really didn't know what I was doing and there was no one to look to that like, that was no one that I could be like, Hey, how do you make this work? It was really me trying to carve out a new path. And I was struggling with massively limiting beliefs every single day. I would keep a pad of paper on my desk. And every time I had a thought like, no one will ever pay you for this, or you'll never make a business out of this, or why would anyone listen to you? You're 23 years old or (laughs) whatever else came up, I would write it down. And then every day I would tap through every single limiting belief that came up because starting a business is a big deal. And it really brings up all your worthiness stuff. It brings up all your doubt. It brings up all your fear. And so tapping was my ultimate tool that I leaned on to help me get through that and help me see that I was going to figure it out. And shortly thereafter, I got an email. It was in my spam folder from the editor of Cosmopolitan magazine in Australia. And she said, I love your blog. I want to give you a column. And they gave me the whole back page of Cosmopolitan magazine every month. And I would write about things like having an incognito outfit and God, I don't even remember what else. But one of the things that happened was I negotiated with them that if they gave me an extra hundred dollars, and by the way, they were paying me $600 a month here. So this is like full blown Carrie Bradshaw. Like you can't live on this, right? $600 a month to write this column. But I said, if you give me a hundred dollars extra, I will provide you with photos. I will take photos for this column and you can use them. And so my name and my picture was on this back page and Cosmopolitan in Australia was huge at the time. Like the price of an advertisement like that would have been massive. And there was no way I could have afforded something like that. And it really catapulted my public image really quickly. And I would walk down the street in Melbourne where I lived and girls would yell my name at me. Like I started to develop this public identity really quickly, which was shocking and really exciting. And I was having a blast. I was being creative. I was writing about what I wanted to. I was writing like five blog posts a day because it was so exciting to me. I had so much to say. And shortly thereafter, like about a year and a half after I started the blog, I went to New York city with my boyfriend and it was his birthday. And we decided to go to a raw chocolate rave. I know that sounds crazy. We were really into raw vegan food at the time. And I had met some people who had a raw veganism membership site and had become friends with them. And they were having a rave in New York City where there was going to be raw chocolate served. And we were like, that sounds amazing. Let's go to that party. That sounds great. So we went to this party and then we walked around New York City for a couple of weeks and just were loving life. You know, it was fantastic. It was where I'd always wanted to live. And 
shortly thereafter, my boyfriend had to go back to Australia for work. And I was like, you know what, with this blog, like I can work from anywhere. Like I'm going to stay here and like, see, you know, for as long as I can manage, like, let me see what happens. So I slept on a fellow blogger's couch for, I don't know, a couple of weeks until she got mad at me and kicked me out. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm in New York city. I don't know anyone. How am I going to survive? I stayed at a hotel in Midtown for like one night and the next day found a sublease in the West Village and it was five stories up, walk up. There's no elevators in these buildings, so you're hoofing it, five floors up. It was really cool. It had a view of this little town square that was really cool. And there was a guy who would wheel his piano into this town square every week and play songs, which is amazing. And also this apartment didn't have a toilet in it. The toilet was in the hallway and it was your own. It had a lockable door, but it was in the hallway. So bizarre. And it was $2,500 a month. And I was just in love with it. I was in love with New York City. I would walk up Sixth Avenue at like midnight and just feel the energy. I was so inspired. I felt so excited. And I was like, this is where I need to be. So that was the beginning of me living in New York City. And I dated a ton of people. I got married. I kept growing the business. And in about 2010, so that's like four years after I started my fashion blog, I decided to pivot to radical self-love. I wanted to write more about confidence and self-development and what we could do to heal ourselves because the fashion blogging thing had started to feel dry to me and the the vibe of it was really shifting to being more about who could afford the Chanel bag. And it just wasn't a game I wanted to play. And I felt like my passion for it had really run out. And what I was really interested in, what I was reading about all the time was self-development. So I thought, let me shift to that arena and let me write about that and get excited about that. And in about 2010, I also started working out with a trainer and looking after my body in a new way and really shifting my vision of who I could be. And, you know, the way that you shift yourself and your vision of yourself is a progressive thing. It happens over time, but I feel so strongly that my connection to tapping and having this tool in my back pocket just absolutely was so powerful and helped me get through so many things that were holding me back and limiting me, you know? So God, that only takes us to 2011 and that's over a decade ago. And since then it has been a blur. Like I was married, I got divorced, I dated some celebrities. They showed me this totally different way of being. And that was wild and really helped me see what was possible and see that there was really no difference between celebrities, really wealthy people and average people, except for mindset and the ability to like turn it on when it needed to be turned on. And so I kept growing and changing. I moved from New York city to California. And then in about 2018, it became really clear to me that tapping was my purpose. You know, I'd been writing about radical self-love and self-development, and I'd been sharing as many tools as I could possibly find with people. 
But what I kept coming back to was tapping and nothing to me was more effective than tapping. You know, meditation, yoga, breath work, hypnosis, all of these things. They're great. They're fun. They're cool. But nothing was giving me as a radical a shift in as short a time as tapping. And it's funny you know, I made a video about tapping in 2007 and it's still on my YouTube and I'm so shy and I have lavender hair and my accent's really thick and I'm mumbling at the camera. But it took me between then and 2018 to really get my head around the fact that tapping was the thing to push. And one of the reasons why I didn't want to talk about it is it was so weird. And I found it hard to explain to people because all I knew was that it worked and I didn't really understand the science or the mechanics of why it worked. And so I was like, this is just really tough. But what I noticed was when I shared it with my audience, it just exploded. And one of my personal idols is RuPaul. And RuPaul is always talking about how important it is that we listen to the universe's stage directions. We listen when the universe is nudging us towards something. When we do something that makes people sit up and pay attention, that's our cue to sit up and pay attention and do more of it. And so I started to really go in on tapping. I launched High Vibe Honey, which was a weekly tapping practice. And for ages, I was pre-recording them and posting them on YouTube. And then for a while, I did them on Instagram Lives. And then I started to shift it to a Zoom thing. And we have thousands of members. We have hundreds of people join us every week. And it is so fun. It's such a great way to heal in community. And those of you who are part of High Vibe Honey just know it's like the most amazing crew. It's so cool. And one of the things that's really interesting as I kind of look back at what I've done and how my life has changed is just that I've pivoted so many times. I've tried so many things. I mean, I've barely even gotten into the real nitty gritty of all of the products and things I've developed and things I've written about and talked about and shared with people. But Every iteration, every test, every experiment has gotten me closer to my truth and to my mission. And I think that is such an important thing to keep in mind that you are in no way completed. You are such a work in progress. And so am I still like the comparison between where I am now and where I was in 2006 is so huge. And I still know I'm nowhere near hitting my potential. And so no matter where you are right now, I want you to remember that this is just, maybe this is just chapter one. Maybe this is just chapter one and there is so much more to come. And if you're in a hard spot right now, or you're feeling like where you are is never going to change and you're stuck and you don't know what to do, I am here to remind you that it absolutely will change. It will transform. It will become something different. But what I really recommend is that you take the bull by the horns and you start to affect change in your own life. You know, the, the idea that time changes things, I really don't subscribe to. I believe that we change things by our actions, by our thoughts, by our beliefs, by the stories that we tell ourselves. And so for me, you know, tapping has been this magic key literally to unlock the life of my dreams. 
Like if I look at where I am now, I've written four books, which is so far beyond where I was in 2006. Like I could not have even conceived of writing one book. And those, the two books that have come out as paperbacks have been bestsellers. They have gone absolutely gangbusters on Amazon and have five-star reviews on Amazon. And back then I could never have conceived that that was even possible. I remember when I first got an internet connection, I was like 13. So it must've been, I feel like it was like 1996 or thereabouts. I remember being so excited to discover creative people online. And I remember being really discouraged because I realized how many creative people were out there. And I thought, how am I ever going to compete with these people? There's no way that I'm ever going to be talented enough to stand out. And the thing that tapping really helped me with is seeing that I don't need to compete. I get to ride my own wave. I get to carve my own path and I get to be the most incredible version of me possible. And there's no such thing as something that's completely fresh and unique. Everything's been done before, but a lot of us get in that self-sabotaging place where we think, well, it's been done before, so there's nothing I can add. And that is simply not true. There are so many people that say the same thing, but because they say it in a different way, or they look like you, or they use language that really connects with you, or they use a metaphor that connects with you, you can actually take it in and use it. There is nothing new under the sun. We have a responsibility though, to bring our flavor to whatever we do. And that's something that tapping really helped me realize like, no, you don't have to be like someone else. And you certainly don't have to come up with something that's completely different. Just do the thing that works for you, your style. So valuable to have that mindset because it sets you up for success because you're not comparing yourself with anyone. You're not competing with anyone. You're just riding your own wave. And that's fabulous. So this is my life now, right? It's 2023. I've written four books. I've made so much more money than I ever imagined I would make. I live in a beautiful home in Orange County with a view of the ocean. I met the man of my dreams. I have two dogs that I love. I have a closet that is beyond, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a problem, but it's a fabulous problem. Do you know what I'm saying? And I am really healthy. I work out every day. I have great friends that I'm super close to. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm full of optimism. And these are not things that were handed to me. As you can tell, like, especially from the beginning of this story, I was so far from that place. I couldn't have even imagined that any of that was possible for me. I thought my future, if I was even going to make it to being an artist, which I didn't think was possible, I thought that my future was to be a tragic writer with no money, having terrible love affairs and writing books about it that sucked. And I could not be further from that reality. And it's so interesting too. One of the things that really held me back was when I was really depressed and when I was really miserable, I believed that my art could only be good if I was unhappy. And I believed that if I was joyful, my art would suck. And, you know, I'm now in a spot where I have impacted thousands of women to heal their lives and take risks and leave abusive relationships and start the business they dream of and take up that painting class and do these things that actually matter to them. 
And that is so much more valuable, I believe, to the world than writing fucking sad stories, which is all I was doing before. And I've really intentionally and purposefully created and crafted my life so that it would look and feel this way. And this is not just because I'm some magical, miracle, powerful person. It's simply because I used tapping to change everything. And I decided that it was possible for me, but I couldn't have decided that without the help of tapping. It really removed those blinders from my vision. It really helped me tune into the hot possibility of the universe. And, you know, it's not that I have some insane skill set that can't be replicated. Like I say in every single interview that I do, that without tapping, I just would not be where I am today. And that brings me to where I am now, which is that tapping is a huge cornerstone of my purpose and my mission. This technique changes lives and I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it happen so many times. I have so many stories of people who have completely had these miraculous seeming overhauls of their life just because they have used tapping to get rid of those old narratives and those old beliefs. And I am so, I'm just obsessed with getting it to as many people as I can. And the problem is that I can't do it by myself. I can't speak to German people and get it to them. I can't translate it to Spanish. I can't make it into Japanese so that this whole new group of people can access it. And so in 2022, we launched Gala Dialing Method, which is my methodology of tapping because I was like, look, (laughs) this is a healing revolution, but I can't do it alone. We need a crew. We need a bad bitch healing army and who is up for the task. And so in 2022, we launched GDM. And since then, we've had people from Australia, Germany, Mexico, England, France. We have Swiss Germans. We have so many wonderfully diverse people who've taken the baton and they're like, I want to bring this to my community. This is something that has helped me. And now I want to use it to help other people. And It's such a fun thing that we do together and we work together in this really intimate container. It's three months and we celebrate with a fabulous in-person graduation at the end of it. And it's just so great. So the way that Gala Darling Method works is that I don't give scripts. What I do is I connect you to your intuition. I give you access to that part of you that knows what someone else wants without even hearing the words from reading their body language, from reading their energy, you'll be able to sense what's going on with them and how you can help them the most. And there's a lot of tapping certifications on the market. Actually, there's not a lot. There's a few, but they are pretty dry. They're very script heavy. They're very formulaic. And to me, they're not fun. They're not joyous. They're not vivacious. The way that I teach tapping is the way that I do everything, which is creative. It's fun. It's intuitive. It's humorous. There's flow. There's magic. There's space for you to share yourself. And it's one of the coolest things about this business that I've built is 
I really do make money just from being myself. I experience abundance from being massively authentic. And there's no part of me that has to phone it in or do something I hate or whatever, because what I'm doing is totally aligned with what matters to me and what I love. And that is possible for you too. And I think when COVID hit, you know, we really realized that we were not in control of our lives and that there were things that could happen where everything around us, our circumstances could completely change. And to me, that made it even more clear that it's important for us to have the ability to earn money on our own terms and create a life on our own terms. And tapping is such a massive skill that you can use to help heal your community and the people that you care about. You know, we've had a lot of people come to GDM who are coaches or trainers or therapists, or they have a yoga practice or something like that. And they use it to complement what they're already doing. Like if you, for example, are a nutritionist and you're working with a client who knows what they need to be doing, but they have resistance to doing it or a blockage or a belief, you can create a custom tapping sequence so that they can obliterate those beliefs and actually do the thing that you've recommended. Like this is such a massive way of supercharging what you already offer. And then if you're just someone who's like, I want to learn to heal myself and maybe my family and my community, and I'm not looking to do this as a business, then you're totally welcome in GDM as well. You'll get lots of practice with other people, but it's up to you whether you want to start doing sessions with people or whether you just want to use it for yourself and become your own healer, which is what GDM is capable of doing for you. You'll be honestly incredulous at the confidence you build. And I talk to my graduates like every day, we're always chatting in the DMs and the way that their lives have changed and shifted is just so massive. And even when I meet them for their practicals on Zoom, I can see week to week how much their confidence has grown and shifted. And the work that we do is really deep and it's meaningful, but there's no fluff. We just get into it. I am not here to waste your time. I'm only going to give you what you need. And we have a really good time. We have such a good time. It's my favorite program that I do. It is really special. It's very intimate. And like I said, we have an in-person graduation this year. We're doing it at two hot pink hotels and it's going to be a fucking blast. I'm so excited. So Gala Darling Method is open right now and we close on Monday. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but hopefully you're listening to it before Monday. And I would really recommend you jump in as soon as you can. So you can pick the class that you want to be in. We have a spring and a fall cohort. You can choose which one is better for you. And, you know, Gala Darling Method is for the babe who knows that she can help others, but isn't sure where to begin. And she wants someone to help pull that out of her and help her access her magic. And it's also for the person who has a healing business already and wants another tool in their arsenal. 
And it's interesting because in our last class, we had a woman who was a Reiki healer. And by the time we got past the graduation, she was like, I'm not really doing Reiki anymore. I'm just doing tapping sessions because I get such a better result from that. It's so much faster. It's so much more effective, you know? And this is not to talk poorly about Reiki at all. I think that's a fantastic methodology, but tapping is just so good at getting to the heart of the matter that it kind of becomes a no-brainer. It's like, what am I going to use? Well, I'm going to use the thing that's quick. I'm going to use the thing that's super effective. I'm going to use the thing that I know is going to have an instant result for people. So like I said, GDM closes on Monday and the link is in the show notes. Um, But if you're listening to this at another point in time, you should definitely get your name on our interest list, which is bit.ly slash GDM list. And then I think the link for GDM itself, if you want to join us, is galadarling.mykajabi.com slash GDM, which is a terrible URL, honestly. And I'll put it in the show notes so you don't have to try and type that in because that's not fun for anybody. But this is, you know, the story of my transformation. And it really is amazing to me how far it is possible to come in a pretty short period of time. And the way I always think about it is that time is going to pass no matter what you do. So you might as well commit yourself to becoming the biggest, boldest, most fabulous version of you. Why sit around twiddling your thumbs when there is so much potential that's unlocked in you? And look, if you want a demonstration of that, just look at some of my earliest YouTube videos. Honestly, it will blow your mind. (laughs) And like I said, I'm not unique. I'm not special. I am not some omnipotent being. I'm just someone who found a tool and ran with it. And I really believe that this is possible for you too. This huge transformation is totally within your reach. So if you feel inspired by this, if you feel called by this, Gala Darling Method is open right now. We would love to see you in class. I would love to give you a hug at a pink hotel in the future. And if you have any questions, you can always email my team, which is help at highvibehoney.com, or you can just DM me on Instagram. I like doing that actually. It's nice to talk with you guys. So I'm just at Gala Darling on Instagram. Really easy to find. But I hope that this story inspires you, even if you're not into tapping, even if you're not thinking of joining GDM, just how possible it is for a huge shift to occur in a short period of time. I love you. I believe in you. And I know that this is possible for you. So thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Mwah.